Sure is good to see you all this morning. We're going to continue our series this morning, um, the I Am series, and we're going to talk about how Jesus said, I am the light of this world. In, uh, in the book of John, John chapter 8, um, is where we're going to start. John chapter 8, Jesus is in the temple at Jerusalem and he's teaching people about God and about mercy and about faith and about love. And the, uh, his enemies, they found this woman who was caught in adultery and they thought they could use her to trap him in his words. And so they brought him to Jesus there in the temple as he was teaching. And in front of all the people there, they, they, they brought her and before him and said, This woman, she was caught in adultery in the very act. Now Moses says that she should be stoned. What do you say, Jesus? Now they thought, well, he'd been talking about love and forgiveness. If he says stoner, well, he sounds like a hypocrite. But if he says that they don't have to obey the law, well, yeah, he's, he could be stoned for that, you know, a false teacher. Well, they thought they had him. But Jesus knew what they were trying to do, and he just said, he who is without sin among you, let him cast the first stone. Well, all of those men became silent as they were convicted in their hearts of their own sin. And then one by one, each of them began to leave, beginning with the oldest. And then Jesus turned to the woman and he said, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? And she said, no one, Lord. Jesus said, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. And then Jesus turned to the crowd who was listening. And he said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Now when the Pharisees who were listening to him heard this, they began to argue with Jesus. They accused him of lying, and then they accused him of trying to make himself out to be more than he was. And Jesus tried to reason with them. And he kept trying to teach the people about judgment and the law and about what he was trying, came here to, to do. And most of them wouldn't listen to him. But some did. Some listened and they believed. But the Pharisees just kept after him. 
and they talked about Abraham and they accused him of being an illegitimate son, born of fornication. And in my mind, I'm just seeing the angels being held back from just striking them dead right now. The Son of God, they accused of being an illegitimate son. But not Jesus. Jesus just calmly kept telling them about how he was going to be crucified for them and how if they would believe the truth, it would set them free. But the Pharisees wouldn't let up. They just kept after him. They shouted out, Abraham is our father. Jesus said, if Abraham was your father, then do what Abraham did. And Jesus said, Abraham rejoiced to see my day. And he saw it. And he was glad. And the Pharisee says, you're not yet 50 years old. Are you saying you have seen Abraham? And Jesus said, before Abraham was, I am. As Michael taught us in the first lesson, they knew he was saying he was God. And they picked up stones. And they were in a stone Jesus. But Jesus just pushed through them. And he left the temple. And as he was leaving the temple, Jesus sees this man who was born blind. And so Jesus stops, starts walking toward him. And his disciples follow Jesus, and they ask Jesus, was it because this man sinned? Is that why he was born blind? Or was it because his parents sinned? Is that why he was born blind? And Jesus replied, Neither this man nor his parents sin, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And then Jesus did a work that no man could do. A work that only God could do. He spat on the ground. And then he took that and made clay. And then he took that clay and he anointed the eyes of the blind man. And he told him to go and wash in the pool of Siloam. The man obeyed him. He went and he washed, and as he washed that clay off of his eyes, for the first time in his life, he saw light. And he saw colors 
and shapes and people. Can you imagine what it would be like to be born blind? To live your entire life in darkness, complete darkness. Not being able to ever see the faces of the people you love. Or a sunset. And people might try to explain to you what these things look like. It's, it's blue and red and what are colors? What are shapes? You would have no reference point to know what anything looked like. Only darkness. And then this man comes along. And with a word. Gives you sight. And that darkness disappears. And you see light. And you see faces. You see everything. That would be an awesome thing. To happen. Sight is an awesome thing. And in the last couple hundred years, scientists have figured out kind of how it works. And it's all about light. They say that, that light is made up of all these tiny particles, photons, who are, which are vibrating at different speeds, very fast. They call it frequencies. And these light particles, there's some of them we can see. And the ones we can see we call colors. And there are a bunch of colors. There's millions of shades of colors and these colors, they are hitting things. This light shining, it's bouncing off right now, everything in this room. And these colors, some of them are hitting things and they're, and they're being absorbed, they're absorbing that light. And there's part of this light is being bouncing back, it's being reflected. For example, a red shirt. A red shirt, when it receives light, all of these colors are absorbed except for red. Red bounces off. And that red light comes and it hits our eye. And we have these cells in our eye. It's just beautifully designed. It, these cells um, are made to receive red. Some of them are. And when they receive that red light, a chemical reaction happens and it sends a signal to our brain about all about this red light that it just received. And these, these blue pants, when they receive light, all of the colors bounce off except for, or are absorbed rather, except for blue. Blue bounces off and that blue light comes in and it, that's sent to our brain. And our brain takes 
all of these signals, which are coming like millions of them at the speed of light. And it, and it can, turns them into colors and shapes and textures and shadows. And with all this information, it paints a picture in your mind. And that is what you see. So sight is all about light. What you are actually seeing is light. Which is why you can't see in complete darkness. There is literally nothing to see. And just before Jesus made that blind man see, he said, I am the light of the world. So was Jesus... He wasn't talking about physical light, was he? God is spirit. And Jesus was talking about spiritual light. He said his words are spirit. And through this spiritual light that is Jesus, we can see spiritual things. with the eye of faith that we have. By this light, we can understand spiritual things. In Galatians chapter 3, it tells us how the laws of Moses was our tutor. It was a tutor for us to help us understand, to come to Jesus, to help us understand Jesus and what he was talking about when he came. The Old Testament law, it says, was a shadow of things to come. And when Jesus taught, he shined this light on the law of Moses. And he showed where those shadows were coming from. He showed us what was making those shadows in the Old Testament. With his light. For example, the law of Moses says, do not murder. But Jesus said, don't even hate people. Because hate is where murder starts, in the heart. That's what he was trying to teach people when he gave Moses the law. His light, this light of Jesus, it showed us how to love God first and also how to love one another. You don't hate people. And his light showed us how God, it showed us God's plan to redeem man. It showed us God's plan to save you and me. From our sin. So what do we do with all of this? 
Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He who walks in the light, he who walks in darkness. You don't walk in darkness. You walk in the light. That's, that's what we do with this. We walk in the light. In John chapter 1 and verse 5, John says these words. John says, this is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you, that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we walk in the light as he is light, how do you walk in the light? How do you do that? Well, you read and you, and you read Jesus' words. When you read Jesus' words, you try to remember Jesus' words. So that when you're out walking in the world, you recall those words of Jesus in your mind. And you bounce them off of your world. You try to see your world the way Jesus saw the world. You're walking in his light. For example, we've been studying the, uh, Jesus' Sermon on the Mount in, in Louisville, and so I'm going to use that. At the beginning of the sermon, in Matthew chapter 5, there is this great burst of light as Jesus reveals how he lived and how he wanted us to live. And I would encourage you to just memorize that section. It's, it's very brief. And you can, if you memorize it, you can try to bounce that off of, of, of your world as you're living. And it's amazing what you might see. I'm going to go through them really fast. In Matthew chapter 5 and verse 3, he says, Blessed are the poor in spirit. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Why would you want to be poor in spirit? Jesus became poor in spirit for us. And if you don't consider, consider yourself in need spiritually, then you won't seek after God. But if you see yourself as needing God, of needing spiritual help, you will, you will reach out for God and his salvation and his help, which you need. By the light of Christ, you will see your own sin clearly and your own spiritual need, you see. In verse 4, 
Jesus said, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. When you see by the light of Christ sin, you see that sin because Jesus showed it to us. You don't say, oh well, shrug it off. Everyone sins, you know. You grieve. You grieve over that sin because, because of the misery that it causes people. Because of the pain that it causes God. Because of the life that it cost His Son. You mourn over sin. And you will be comforted by God, it says. He said, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. In the light of Christ, you can't be prideful. Not in his light. You can't be arrogant. The Son of God became like us, the meekest person that ever lived. In the light of Christ, you walk humbly before your God. And Jesus says, you will inherit the earth. Matthew 5 and 6, it says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. They asked Jesus about food. Hasn't anyone given him anything to eat? And Jesus said, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. In the light of Christ, You will hunger for the rightness of God, the, the righteousness of God, more than you even hunger for food. And you shall be filled. Matthew 5 and 6, Jesus said, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. In the light of Christ, you won't seek revenge, but show mercy to all. Because Jesus showed mercy to you, and he will show mercy to you. Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. In the light of Christ, you won't stir up trouble. You won't gossip about people. But you will try to make peace. Because Jesus made peace between you and God. He was the ultimate peacemaker. And you shall be called sons of God. What an awesome thing to be called. And Jesus said, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. In the light of Christ, you won't worry about what man will do to you 
if you obey God. That won't bother you. For it is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen from the dead. And no matter what happens to you, you too will rise from the dead. And you have an eternal home. The kingdom of heaven is yours. These are just a few of the things that Jesus taught. There is so much more written that we can study and we can learn and we can remember and think about as we walk our lives. The light, the light of Christ shows us God. It shows us his power. It shows up us his mercy. It shows us his love. Walking in the light of Christ will show us, it'll show us things that can get in our way spiritually. It'll show us things that we need to avoid. That light of Christ will do that. Things that can cause us to stumble so we can go around them. The light of Christ will show us the spiritual needs of other people and the vanity of this world. The light of Christ will show us what we're walking toward, where we're headed, our destination up ahead. If you walk by light, walk by faith, and not by sight. The light of Christ has revealed the darkness of this world. And it has shown us how to remove that darkness from ourselves. Just like that woman who was caught in adultery Every one of us has sinned. And we deserve death for that. Eternal death is what we deserve for that. But through the sacrifice, the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, we can have eternal life instead. And when you stumble... You will stumble in your walk with Christ. And when you do, you get up. You turn your face toward that light and you keep walking. Because you are all children of light. You are God's children of light. That's all I have this morning. I want to thank you for listening to me. Are you walking in the light this morning? Or are you walking in darkness? I want to encourage you to try to see that light more brightly this week. And walk in it. Remember Christ's words as you walk in this life. 
And we're going to have an invitation song as we always do. And if anyone here would like the prayers of the church, if you'd like spiritual help, please come and sit on this front row while we stand and sing.